Welcome to Bar Fights with attorney and advocate Sarah Klein. Taking on issues that matter and advocating for legal, cultural, and political change everywhere in order to protect children and vulnerable adults. Joining the conversation are survivors, advocates, lawyers, media personalities, athletes, celebrities, authors, wellness aficionados, and many more. Because bringing real justice takes a team of experts who care. Now, leading the fight is your host, Sarah Klein. Hey, you guys, welcome to Bar Fights. This Monday, I have promised on this show that I'm going to bring you all different types of people and people who contribute in some way, shape, or form to healing modalities. You know, we talk a lot about abuse on this show, which can be a really heavy topic. We talk about adversity, um, but we also bring these amazing, incredible lights out in the world to talk to us um, about healing and the journey towards joy and happiness and wellness. And my guest today actually is named Joyce, but I heard her say in an interview on her show one time that she used to be called Joy when she was little. And I love that. Um, My guest today was seen on the Oprah Winfrey show. She's been heard on Coast to Coast AM. She is an internationally known author, psychic, television and radio host, media personality. She's written 11, 11 best-selling books, which have been sold internationally. She was the host of, she is the host of America's longest running live intuitive advice show, which I am into. I am living for this. Um, It's been on air since 1987. Um, She's been on all sorts of TV shows. You guys might recognize her. Regis, Oprah, Geraldo. That was like my era. I was the one watching TV in those days. Um, Entertainment Tonight and lots of other national and live TV and national radio shows. Um, My guest today is named Joyce Keller, Joy, Joyce, welcome to Bar Fights. <laughs> I don't want to say I feel old, but I feel very old after that intro. I have to check. Age is just a number, my friend. I know. You know what? I'm looking at you. You're really beautiful. I don't know if your audience can see you, but you're really stunning. I have to tell you, I I have gone back with you for so many years. I know it's only the first time we're speaking physically. But I knew you when you were a gymnast who was trying to nail, I use that word, Larry Nasser. Yeah. And you were so instrumental in bringing to light and you had such courage and you were so amazing. You had the courage to actually stand up and say, this guy really needs to go to jail. And this is what he has done to so many of us. And you were the first person to speak up about that. And I was so impressed. And I said, way to go, girl. That's terrific, Sarah. And then I have to tell more, because I don't know if your audience knows this about you. I'm sure they do. But then you went on not only to be a mother, but also to be an attorney 
uh, who was an advocate for women and for women's rights and for women who are abused. So for that, I have to give you tremendous applause. I wish there were people here with me to applaud. Oh. I'm, by, I'm by myself. <laughs> oh, Joyce, that means so much. And we all did it together, all of the the brave women um, from Little Lansing, Michigan and all over the country. We did that together. So I cannot take credit for that. Um, but, you know, it takes fearless, amazing, incredible women with voices to pave the way. And you are one of those voices who's been out there doing this for so many years. Tell me, Joyce, tell me about your journey. How have you arrived here today? Amazing experience, credentials, TV show. But more importantly, I want to hear about the gifts that you have in terms of being an intuitive and a psychic and a healer. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for that opportunity. Well, my mother was a great medium and psychic. You know, there's a big difference between psychics. We're all psychic. But to be a medium, you had a connection between those who have passed on or the unseen and the, the seen world. So my mother uh, did it in a very natural way because she was naturally gifted. So when I was born, I had a brother and sister who were totally not interested in any of this. But my mother said, you're the one. So she and I would sit on her bed. I was just a little kid of maybe two or three years old. And she would say, let's analyze dreams <laughs> or let's, let's read somebody. And so she was very much uh, involved in the whole mystical world. And I thought it was very natural. So when I started kindergarten, I figured, yeah, this is natural. Even though my mother had warned me not to divulge any of this she said don't say it or you'll be in a lot of trouble so I said sure she doesn't know so I started kindergarten and I was in trouble the first day because, <laughs> because I realized that my very harassed kindergarten teacher had a mother at home who was in trouble and her mother was having a heart attack and I could see that I was only five years old so I, yeah, so I forgot completely what my mother had said about don't say anything to anyone, don't do anything. So I called the teacher over and I said, Miss Harris, I have to tell you something. And she said, this better be good because I'm very, very busy. And I said, you have to go home now because your mommy's very sick. And she said, look, I'm just going to tell you this one time. My mother's perfectly well. If you ever speak again, the whole rest of your life, you're going to spend the whole entire education in the principal's office. So she said, don't you have be quiet. That's all. Just be quiet. So I just sat there. My little five-year-old self sat there. And I said, oh, she didn't. Okay, fine. But the second day of kindergarten, she came over again. I said, oh, no, she's coming back again. <laughs> second day of kindergarten she came by and sat next to me and she kneeled on the floor next to me and she took my little five-year-old hand and she said remember yesterday when you told me I had to go home because my mommy was sick and I said no I don't remember that I don't remember she said how did you know my mom had a heart attack at that time and was calling my name how did you how did you know that I said, I don't know. I don't remember anything like that. <laughs> I don't remember. So she said, tell me something. Still holding on to my hand, which by now is trembling. She said, am I ever getting married? 
I said, you're asking, I'm five years old, she's asking me for a reading. She wants to know when she's getting married. Sarah, I honestly have to tell you that, well, it was a big wake-up call for me to listen to my mother and just to say nothing to anyone. So I, I never said anything for the rest of my life until I actually graduated from college. But one thing I learned is that the world can be crumbling and, you know, God forbid, things are going down around us and people will still say, where's my soulmate? <laughs> where's my soulmate? Do I have a soulmate? Am I ever getting married? <laughs> Am I ever going to have money? Money, right? That's what everybody wants to talk about. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you were five years old. Like I have a, a, a girl that just turned seven. She is so innocent. She, I mean, kids don't make stuff up, right? So there you are five years old and you're right. You don't remember what you said. If I said to her, what did you tell me at breakfast this morning? She'd have no idea. Kids are very much living in the present, right? And so you're this kid just, just you know, saying what you see that's incredible so probably like the million dollar question I have so many questions but and I want to get back to your journey but is this something you think you were born with or by five years old had your mother already helped you sort of hone in on the ability that we all have all along do you know what I mean Sure. That's a great question Sarah um we're all born with it but you know what like I had to shut it down and uh, I learned immediately, shut it down because it's nothing but trouble. It will get you burned at the stake if you're, you know, part of that society or whatever it is, it'll get you thrown in jail. It, it, you know, it will not work well. And uh, until you can figure out how to control it, how to make it work for everyone. So you're not just throwing it out there as I did. You know, I just threw it out there. Uh, it has to be done with discretion. And uh, so I would think that, uh, yes, we're all born with psychic ability. A lot of people learn to shut it down and don't use it. But now we're enter entering a period of time where, as you know, the energies on the earth are changing. Mm -hmm. So we have to rise above the third dimension and say, why are we really here? Which is the name of my book before the the joy of miracles i wrote why am i here <laughs> we all walk around saying why am i here <laughs> why again am i here so i wrote that and like a whole bunch of other books and thank you for mentioning the fact that uh yes my name is joy and those people who know me well or who like me call me joy and i wrote the joy of miracles because after writing 10 books that were um published by publishers like Simon and Schuster uh, they all told me the same thing we don't care about you we care about how to help society so we want you to write books about you know, how to communicate with your departed loved ones and you know and so forth so I wrote 10 of those books and then finally I got to be grown up <laughs> and I said now I'm going to write a book about me and about my experiences so that's what this last one was about the joy of miracles and that just came out on Amazon because Amazon apparently has no um rules about anything you can write about whatever you want which I said is great <laughs> it's like this is great I'm going to write about some of the incredible things that have happened to me so that's what the joy of miracles is about my experience with Christopher Reeve you know Superman before he passed away and uh Joan Rivers and all the people you mentioned before you know I've, I've gotten to know I've been so blessed I have gotten to know so many famous people and 
they're so vulnerable. When you get into the limelight, you become even more vulnerable. When you're out of the limelight, you, you sort of have to just figure out how to survive. I remember Geraldo would leave the studio. Uh, I think it was the CBS, and he would just pull a cap down over his head and put on sunglasses and a scarf, and he, he would have like one eye out and kind of run out onto the the uh, car that was waiting for him. So um, I wrote about a lot of those experiences I had and some of my own uh, mystical experiences as well, such as some of the really bizarre things that happened to me, like going to the Godhead and uh, things that <laughs> people say, what, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> and then a lot of funny things also, uh, just crazy funny experiences that I've had. So thank you for mentioning that, Sarah. I, I appreciate it. Well, I love it. And I think everybody needs to go on Amazon.com and get the Joy of Miracles, which just came out in paperback February of this year. So it's it's new, it's out there. Um, and I think everybody needs needs to read it. And somebody who has a career where you've written for the biggest publishing houses in the world and won awards from Simon and & Schuster and, and you have all these accolades, it's it's a being a psychic, right? It had to be for you stepping outside of a lot of people's boxes in a time where maybe the world wasn't necessarily ready for it. I'm thinking like I'm trying to think 30, 40 years ago, were people open to this? Did you have to really um, you know, kind of kind of pound the pavement to establish yourself? How did you become known is really sort of one of the founders of 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 this kind of work oh sarah you're making me laugh because you're so discreet all of the above is your way of saying joyce you're incredibly old yes it's true okay <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you turn on the TV or radio today, everybody's a freaking psychic, right? And you've got this one and this one, and they're all doing the stuff with the stars. But like you did it before they all did it. You did it before they were like reality TV shows on this network or that network. Like how, and it must have been a, a, difficult to get, to get people to take that seriously and to give you, you know, such huge platforms to do this kind of work. So how did that work? I mean, you're a trail, what I'm trying to say is you're a trailblazer, Joyce. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's true. I, I really am because I have um, spirit pushing me, even though a lot of times I didn't want to go. I, like, for instance, on the Oprah Winfrey show and with Regis Philbin, I was on with debunkers who had nothing else to do in life except make me look bad. I was on with the amazing Randy, the magician, who has, he has since passed into the great beyond. So we'll call it that. But I was on with him many times. And he had, if any of you remember, he had this crumpled check or money or whatever is in his pocket. He said, if anyone can prove that they're real, they get this check. Well, I was on with him so many times. Uh, and I, I always, by some miracle, survived. And I had to guess celebrities behind a wall you know I had no way of knowing who they were it was you know Janet Lee. I don't know if you remember who Janet Lee is people like that and, and Randy just sat there saying you know I'm going to make you look really bad so I have really had my feet in the courtyard fire for decades and decades so I'm at the point now as you just correctly said Sarah where everyone is a psychic and now I'm going to take a rest. <laughs> I'm going to write my books. I'll do readings so people contact me. But I, um, 
television has changed so much. It's no longer the fun place that it used to be yeah. where you know, we could just pop out there and uh, give audience, like with Sally Jesse Raphael, I, I did readings for the audience and something called, this is really ridiculous, but something called psychometry. And I don't know if you know what that is, Sarah. You know, no. psychometry? It's no. where you have, you have to feel the vibration of uh a ring or something small and do a reading that way. And it's very, very accurate. But uh, on a number of shows, they decided to have a great big box or basket passed around the audience where people could throw in a sneaker, a shoe, you know, throw in jewelry, whatever you wanted, get it back later, maybe. But, uh, and then I would have to reach into the basket and give readings for all of these objects, which I thought was kind of fun. So I've had a really amazing crazy time of it and one time i think i don't know if you remember sally jesse Raphael. do you remember her i'm embarrassed to say this but when i was in college i would skip class and i would go sit as a live audience member in every single show you just named basically so i i've seen it all i was around for it so i remember some of the stuff you're talking about like it was yesterday so how old does that make me but yes of course i remember sally jesse and her big red glasses sure okay so i went to st louis for that and i was doing her show and she decided that it would be a great idea to have everyone throw something in this great big basket. And Joyce, by some miracle, would read it on the stage. Okay, fine. So we did that. And I, she would hold up the object and someone in the audience who owned it would stand up and I would give them a reading holding onto the object. So there was one woman, I was doing extremely well. By some miracle, I was, you know, it was, it was all correct. It was all accurate. And I, I came to one woman and uh, Sally held up her ring, this woman's ring. And she said, okay, Joyce, give this woman a reading. So I said, well, I feel that she's a ballerina and she has lived her whole life uh, for the theater and for ballet. And there's nothing but uh, success. And I have no idea what else I said. So Sally turned to the woman. She said, is that accurate? And the woman said, absolutely not. I said, oh, okay. Gee, I'm, I'm sorry about that, madam. So we went on to the next one. But when the show was over, the woman came up to me in the hall outside the studio and she said, I'm terribly sorry. I said, why? She said, because I'm a born again Christian and I don't believe in anything that you do. But she said, I'm a professional ballerina. I said, oh, you made me look really bad, but that's OK. I love you anyway. So I hugged her and we went our separate ways. But a lot of times you don't want to be me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You yeah. Know? It's like very, very challenging because people either don't remember. You know, you say, well, who, who in your life was Grace? You know, you give a name. They say, I don't know anybody by that name. But it'll turn out when they go home, they'll mention it to their mother. And their mother will say, well, that's your grandmother's real name. You know, it's like something like that. So you're dealing with memory, dishonesty, um, just a whole lot of factors that are very challenging but you sarah are incredibly psychic i have to tell you in addition to being so hands-on you're really amazing um have you written your book yet ah, no no but you're the second guest on my show to ask me that in like the last probably three weeks yeah you have guides who are patiently waiting for you to start your book and really to get it undergoing. Once it gets going, 
uh, you're going to, it's going to go very fast and it's going to be a bestseller. Amazon plus a publishing company. Yay! <laughs> I'm doing a little happy dance for everybody that can't see me right now. <laughs> oh, they can't see. Oh, it's a shame because you're beautiful and you just did a happy dance. So it's a shame they missed that. <laughs> but no, the book is incredible. And then you have another one to follow. Uh, you have more than one because you have a lot to share. I mean, you have had not only so many past lifetimes that are coming all coming together in this lifetime it's like one of your um, primary lifetimes so you need to share a lot of that plus your daughter is going what's your daughter's birthday i have two daughters one is september 1st and one is november 21st right right i was thinking of the one who just had a birthday uh because today is the middle of september yeah you have really incredible kids now they are not what they seem to be. They seem to be young girls. They're not, they're like old teachers. Just, uh, they've incarnated so many times and you've been together with them for so many times. You have changes coming in your life, by the way, love life for the better. We'll talk about that (laughs) off camera. (laughs) Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Oh my gosh. Joyce, like I have the chills. Do you, are you like, are you hearing this? Are you seeing it? How does the process work? How do you do this? All of our heads, those things attached to our necks are like small computers. I mean, if you can see what our brain is capable of, what the human mind is capable of, we're just sort of um, temporarily housed in these human bodies for a number of years and then, uh, but really was spirit more than anything else. I forgot what your question was. <laughs> I do that all day long. My question, <laughs> my question was just, how do you do, do you see, do you hear? Is it, how does this work? Because I want to get better at this and tap into it because I agree with you. We're all, we all, right. It's, it's a lot of energy and we all have abilities that we're not conscious of, I think. So how, how, how do you do, how are you doing this? How are you so major? Okay. You know, it's a matter of practice really. And the more you do it, the better you uh, become at it. That's not good English, but you, you have to picture what I'm saying. Uh, the more you do it, if, um, and sometimes it can go too far, as I, I was telling you about kindergarten before, and we just pick up too much information about other people. And yeah. it's not necessarily accurate, but in most cases, it, it is. If you receive a warning from someone at the checkout counter, the chances are spirit is working through them. And our angels, I wrote a lot of books about angels. Mm-hmm. Angels are so incredible. I could write, actually, I have. There's probably my most... I have long and short experiences with angels. And in answer to your question, I work primarily with angels and I just listen to what they tell me uh, in answer to to your question. One time, I'll tell you this, I had, uh, my children were both very, very young and they were both in my shopping cart at the supermarket and the next day was Thanksgiving. And I had, uh, I was preparing dinner. So I, you can imagine what my shopping cart looked like, a turkey, the whole thing was in there. Plus my two kids were on top of all the groceries. And I was frantic because the store was closing and you know I had to, this big job ahead of me and plus the, the children. So I finally got to the checkout counter and I was checking out. And this is so crazy. It tells you how angels work with us. Remembering the store is closing, 
I, I have everything. I've gone over everything in my head. I've, I remember everything. I checked my list. My kids are still there. I got I both of them in the cart. Okay. And there's a man standing next to me on the checkout line, very ordinary looking man. And he says to me in the most quiet, the quietest, most gentle way, you forgot the butter. Oh. So I looked at him and I said, what? What? He said, you forgot the butter. So I said, you're right. And I realized I had forgotten that. That's a major, you don't want to forget butter, you know, on yeah. Thanksgiving. So I, I took one kid under each arm and I ran back to the dairy department. He said, don't worry, I'll watch your groceries. So I ran back to the dairy department, picked up the butter, came back. He was gone, but my groceries were there and I checked out with the butter in my two kids. So angels work with us in crazy, crazy ways. They show up, they'll give you gas if you run out. Like one time I ran out of gas. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but on Long Island, there are miles and miles of cemeteries and there's no place to get gas. It's just tombstones. So I, because my kids left me without gas in my car, I found myself in the middle of this long stretch of cemetery roads with no gas in my car. And I said, oh, it's snowing, this is not good. I have no gas, the car is dead, and I'm standing here freezing. Out of nowhere, two men come along, and they say, you need gas, lady? <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> they put gas in my car, two very ordinary-looking men, and I said, I have $3. And they said, no, no charge, and they drove away. Tell me those are not angels. Wow. I love those stories. And I feel like I have those experiences like almost daily. And people always say, well, you know, what's it with you? I don't have anything happen like that. And I'm going, I think you just have to recognize it, right? Like just have your eyes open. <laughs> yeah, you can miss it so easily. Um, your birthday is uh, April 20th? April 19th? I'm October. October what? 11. October, oh, so you're the one ten eleven. So you have a birthday coming up. Good for I you. Do. I do. Well, you know, this is an amazing time for Librans. I don't know who told me your birthday was whatever I just said, April. It didn't sound right. But October 11th is uh, great because you know, you're born the 10th month on the 11th day. So if you vibrate to an 11 or a 22, those are master numbers. That That's extraordinary. You know, uh -huh. you have a very special mission. You know, the 11s and the 22s. So uh, it's very apparent to the people who know you that throughout your life, Sarah, you have more than stood up for light workers. You're an, an amazing light worker yourself. And you're going to have a nice, long, healthy life. And you're going to be happier than you are now, even happier. I love that. Who doesn't love hearing that, right? <laughs> This is a random question. It just popped into my head, but I want to ask you, what do you think the difference is between people who have experienced trauma and never come out of it and lay in fetal position the rest of their lives and, and beat the drum of, you know, that, or people like me who have come out of trauma and I love life and I'm excited about life and I feel good and I can, you know, kind of carry the torch. What, what do you think psychically is the difference between those two types? Oh, th there are people who are 
who, who made you make the choice. We all have free will. You yeah. choose to be in the fetal position. A person uh, chooses to be in the fetal position or to grieve forever. You know, that's, that's their own decision. But it doesn't help to grieve. Like I recently had communication with uh, Princess Diana and she said, please, folks, do me a favor. Stop grieving for me because it's just holding me back. Uh, grief can be very counterproductive to those on the other side who, who really want to move on. So, again, I don't remember your question because I have my own agenda. But, <laughs> but, Perfect. So it's just it, like it's a choice, right? Free will, because I, I, I often ask myself, like from a psychological perspective, I don't know what the answer is. But from more of that spiritual, energetic perspective, what makes somebody be able to overcome trauma versus somebody that never does and just wants to live in that for the rest of their lives? Um, I don't know if there's an answer. Sure. It's a matter of free will. Now, God has given us all the gift of free will. Of course, we have karma or whatever you wish to call it. About 87. Most people have about 87, about 87, 88%. Uh, call it karma or life path, whatever you wish. And it's sort of shown to us in the... Uh, astrological chart that's set up before we're born i mean before we're born we speak to our guides our teachers spirit god all of the above and they say okay look you're going to have x number of years on the earth this is basically what you have agreed to do and you say sure i can do that it's not a problem but you don't realize how difficult it may be to be in a physical body so you agree to all of these things all these lessons because the earth is nothing more than a school just a tough school okay so you say okay i can do that so they say okay we have a cute little baby body for you you're going to be shoved into this little baby body and you'll be a baby for a while a kid and all that and you'll have all these lessons but you also have free will that free will is about as I said, about 12 to 15%. And it's, it's your life choices. And it's the way you interact with other people. Now, they have their own agendas, their own birth charts, their own life path. And then it's going to interact with yours. And you say, I didn't expect that. <laughs> it's like, what, where did that come from? Well, that's the other person using his or her free will. So again, these are choices. Then after we die, you have the life review. And you have, uh, you see all the things that you should have done, could have done, might have done, and did. All those naughty things we did are all shown to us. You say, oh, I shouldn't have stolen that candy bar. <laughs> I should have paid. I should have paid for it. And your teachers say, yeah, that would have been good. And I think for people who want to grow in awareness or grow in truth at this time, I can only tell you what works for me or for, or for most of the people I know is to go on the web to near-death near death experiences. When people have the death experience, and they come back and all that they learn, they don't have the real complete death experience, but they touch death like Anita Marjani and people like that yeah. who, yeah, they pass away. Like she had terminal cancer, I think. Like she really, really died. And then she went over with God and God said, Okay, here's the story, Anita. <laughs> you're going back, but you're going to be different and you're going to be healed and you're going to be a teacher. So she said, really? <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So she came back and she, as many thousands of other people are now out there speaking about 
life and death and all that we need to know. So there are so many great teachers and they're all out on the web. All you have to do is go to your computer and put in near death experiences. And you learn so much about why we're here, where we're going, why we shouldn't steal candy bars, you know, all of the above. So that's, yeah. that's really, I mean, I grew up at a time that there were no computers or anything like that. I had to actually use books or go to lectures. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so this is great now. We're living in a terrific time. We've got access to everything, right? Okay. Um, and I think, I think too, we make we make life so serious sometimes when really just lightening up in terms of how fast this all goes and how much is working behind the scenes um, is really like perspective, right? I read a book one time. Um, called like regrets of the dying or something and this lady interviewed all these people that were about to die and you get a little bird's eye view into the mindset which sometimes it can be hard for us to put ourselves in those shoes um and then you go back to your life and you go wait the things I used to think were so terrible or serious or painful, the things I, the places I held grudges, right? The people I was angry at or mean to, like, it really doesn't all matter <laughs> in the end, right? And You're so right. You have yeah. to remember what Shakespeare said, the world is but a stage and we are all players on that stage. It's really true. Before I forget, Sarah, I have to tell you, I don't know if the audience can see you, but not only are you beautiful, but behind you, you have it looks like um i only can see one painting but that's very attractive oh yeah i see you have two and then you have this magnificent cream colored or white couch very nicely placed with with cushions behind you and they have a lamp over here <laughs> i have the moon and the sign of libra which is very very interested in decorating <laughs> At all. These are done by an artist. I have to give her a shout out named Allison Mailer, M-E-Y-L-E-R. And she does these beautiful female figure paintings. And I, I actually just bought another huge one from her um, in my house. But I always tell her, I feel like I have these four women. There's actually two more right above that. These four women standing behind me, supporting me in all the work that I do. And I, I, I love them. So thank you for noticing them. Um, oh, yes, they're beautiful. Giving me the opportunity to shout out Allison, who's just an incredible artist and she's on Instagram and um, yeah, no, I'm a believer in your space reflects your inner world, right? Like if you, you know, want to live a beautiful life, create beautiful space around you and, and all of that. So um, Joyce, Joy, Joyce, what, what advice do you have for, I get a lot of listeners that are going through something tough or have been through something, you know, arguably, you know, awful uh, abuse uh domestic violence uh, all sorts of stuff uh, you know pain and i know you know pain is pain is pain i get a lot of listeners that have been through pain like we all can avoid in our lifetimes what what advice do you have for them if somebody is listening to this and they're carrying right now a very heavy load what would you say i think it's so important that people know who you are sarah because 
anyone who dealt with Larry Nassar, now you were eight years old. And I, was eight, so, and I yeah. saw him the last time when I was 25, I was still going back to that guy. Um, I totally, you know, talk about brainwashing and totally missing the boat on recognizing anything was wrong, but I was a little kid, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I experienced him for, for 17 years um until I saw him for the last time in 2018 wearing handcuffs okay in answer to your question people need to know who you are the work you do your background how you have survived the most horrendous of horrendous situations in answer to your question how can people survive the difficult times they're going through they need to know more about you and they need to read your book if and when you finish writing <laughs> And they need to look at people who are survivors, not only your type of crucial situation, but also the Holocaust survivors who are still around, the people who have gone through tough times. Uh, my mother was not able to walk. She had an accident when she was in high school and never walked. And yet she had the most glorious attitude. Like everything was fun. Let's have a good time. No one realized that she had a full body brace on and she couldn't stand or walk or go to the bathroom or anything. Like everything was a challenge to her and she was in constant pain. But I guarantee you that she would make you laugh. And laughter, I think, is the most important thing. Getting stuck in a place of grief is not a good idea because it lowers the vibration, lowers the frequency. Now, you are a survivor. How have you managed to... Keep your energy up, Sarah. I'm very interested, and that's what people need to know. Thank you. I, I've said it a million times on this show, and I say it every time I speak anywhere. It, for me, it's literally been two things. One, I have two girls to raise, and they will never remember their mother as as, as a depressed, dark, you know, victim. They will remember me for having dance parties and laughing and smooching them and loving them. Um, the second thing is I have a purpose. I have been able to give meaning to what happened to me. It did not happen to me in vain. I've almost become grateful for it because I'm like, well, yeah, that happened to me, but now look what I can do with it. And I can help this person and this person. And I, in my work every day as a lawyer representing survivors of sexual abuse, it's literally all I do all day, every day. I hear the worst stories of all time and I see kids being hurt all the time, but who better to protect them and to change the world and change the laws to better protect them than somebody who was that hurt little girl. So I don't, I don't feel resentment. I don't feel anger about it. I feel like, well, this was almost kind of meant to, to be how it all played out for me because now I can do what I do. And I can also just show people that, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big lover of Viktor Frankl. You mentioned the Holocaust, you know, I, I read his book and was like, well, my pity party is over. <laughs> I've got work. No, that's, not, that's not true. You know, no, no, no. No, because you have uh, an important story to tell that's contemporary. So that's that's really significant. But I, I have to ask you, what are your plans? How are you, uh, in addition to this fantastic podcast, what's going on? I'm I'm loving this turning the tables of the interview, Joyce. Um, oh, no, I'm very interested in you because I'm interested in, in women and suffering and all the things that you do. So I really honor you. Go ahead. I want to hear more. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've done all sorts of cool things. Like I did a Ted talk, I do speaking events. I, but my primary work is as a lawyer um, and taking on cases that I believe in taking on cases really where there was massive institutional failure and massive cover-up. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier, she was talking about the Bill Cosby case and she was going through, you know, what happened there. And I'm going, what you're describing, you could pick that up and plop that on all the cases we've seen in the news, most of the cases I work on where it's the same dynamic of this person in position of authority with unfettered access to victims, with money, with brand, with reputation, with all of this stuff. And then it being sort of the, the, the most well-known secret, everybody knows what's going on and nobody does anything to stop it. And, and so that's really where I, I focus my time and energies is trying to change the laws and, and working as a lawyer to, on cases where I see, you know, that, that steamroller attempting to cover this up and, and, you know, I don't have much, but I do have my voice and what I've learned about the most, the richest organizations and schools and religious, you know, organizations, whatever, the ones that have the most money, the thing they hate more in the world is, is damage to their brand. And they hate you using your mouth and your voice. You, they hate you calling them out because that damages their brand. So I don't know. I'm a little engine that could, but um, I work for an amazing law firm and, you know, I want to continue to get this message out in whatever way I can. So it's, it's sync, it's synchronicity that you mentioned writing a book because it, that, that message has been coming at me in lots of different fun ways over the last month, especially. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, you're the psychic. Why did you tell me? <laughs> well, the, the, the beauty of writing now is that you don't have to hunt for a publisher you don't have to have an agent. You don't have to say, well, my book is so great because whatever. And they say, no, I'm not interested. But uh, what we're able to do now is go directly to Amazon. And they, they don't even have any standards, which I absolutely love. They'll just take the book as is, and they won't uh, beat you up about it. So you'll get your book out there. And then once it's out, Sarah, you can go to a publisher and say, look, my book is fantastic. And people can buy your book. It's very interesting. And you have two daughters. You have a feminine vibration around you. It's like you are the the goddess uh, who is here to guide women. Of all the people I know, I would say you are the number one goddess in leading women into a better situation, into the light of um, what's actually going on in society. Like you're you're probably a reincarnation of, I'm not going to name names, but the, the women in history who have fought for freedom. 11 books, the latest book, The Joy of Miracles. Get it on Amazon and find Joyce at JoyceKeller.com. Joyce, thank you so much for being here today. I adore you. Sarah, I really love you. And really, I'm so very, very proud to be a woman who knows you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. God bless you. We'll see you guys next week here on Bar Fights.
Thank you for listening to Bar Fights with attorney Sarah Klein, taking on issues that matter. Please check out our website at barfightspodcast.com, Instagram at barfightspodcast, or Twitter at barfights underscore pod for the latest show updates and archives.